Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Hey, this is podcast number two of our Pathways podcast, and uh, just thank you so much for listening. Uh, I am Scott Insminger, and with me is, as always, is Mr. Peter Buckland. I think the last time I basically called you a guest or something like oh, that. Oh, sure. Think, so. I'd be happy to be a guest. <laughs> but you're here every, every time we do one of these, so you're not really a guest. So you're, uh, you're well, you're basically driving these things. I'm your, so. I'm your partner. That's right. So uh, last, on our first podcast, we talked about Pathways. And mm-hmm. again, just what is, mm-hmm. what is Pathways? Now, pathways is our uh, congregational plan in order to help people define completeness in Christ. Okay. And we talked about the four markers mm-hmm. being know, mm-hmm. follow, grow, and go. Yes. And we walked through each one of those. And today we're talking about spiritual rhythms that yes. we need to have in our life that are important mm-hmm. for us to have in our life. So what is a rhythm mm-hmm. if we talk about a spiritual rhythm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a rhythm is one of the ways in which we would interact with God in a way that's meaningful for us. And what we have done is identified some very significant connection points. And um, these connection points move in and out of our lives. And what I would like for people to think about when we talk about rhythms is that um, if you think of a rhythm, think of a week-long experience or a month-long experience. And what are the various components that go into our spiritual life with God. For example, we don't worship every day as a community. That's a rhythm. And so there are times that we worship together as a community and there are times that we don't. And we know that right now with what's going on in the culture that we're going to worship differently than getting together. And so the rhythm of meeting together as a body on Thursdays and Sundays for worship is going to shift Um, And we're going to be meeting in different locations and using um, online means to be able to be connected with each other. And so that rhythm is changing. So if we think about the various ways that we connect with each other and consider those rhythms, they move in and out and they flow. And there are some that are so important that they need to be a part of our daily experience. And we're going to be talking about one of those rhythms today. So today we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Bible Mm-hmm. And why is the rhythm of Bible so important in our mm-hmm. daily walk with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, God wants to be known by us. And one of the best ways for him to be known is for him to find a way to communicate openly and honestly and truthfully. And we believe that God has protected his own inspiration of, of the word of God so that we could get to know him. And the Word of God has this very mysterious aspect to it that God moves through the Word of God into our lives through His Spirit and really changes us. So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 starts out with the fact that the Word of God is living and active. And God does something with the Word of God that no other book has, and that is that God has somehow put power in his presence and his ability through what we are studying and learning and growing to impact us in such a way that we can have an experience with him. So having the word of God 
as a regular part of our life and ultimately every day is a way that we can interact with him. And we can never underestimate the power of the word of God. In Ephesians no. chapter four seventeen, when when uh, the armor of God is being uh, talked about here, and it's it's given the example of the importance of each part of that. But in verse seventeen, it says, "Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God." Mm-hmm. And that is a great way for us to be able to even recognize what is of God and what isn't of God mm-hmm. is by the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the Bible is basically a small library. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Old Testament, which has 39 books in it, and there's the New Testament, which is uh, has 27 books in it, and it has 40 different authors. But when if someone is new mm-hmm. and reading the Bible, is there is there one book of the Bible that you say, hey, let's jump out at this first? If it's starting to think about reading the Bible, mm-hmm. like that they mm-hmm. should mm-hmm. look at just to understand who Jesus is. Is mm-hmm. it one of the Gospels? Which mm-hmm. one of those do you mm-hmm. think that they should dive into mm-hmm. first? Yeah, different people have different views about that. Um, but if you want to find out about Jesus, Mark is a shorter Gospel, and um, it has um, a lot of Jesus's activity and there's a, a a verb or a word that is used in the Greek and it's immediately and so what Mark is doing is he's just moving the story along and so you can get through the life of Jesus in a summary view with hitting those theological high points with Mark and if you want to read something about what it would mean to have our walk with Jesus I would just suggest that taking a look at Colossians would be a great epistle to take a look at. It's four chapters long, and uh, Pastor Mark has put together a sermon series recently about that so that people could follow along uh, with something that we have just studied about what does it mean for us to be able to live our lives for Jesus in this world. Colossians is definitely one of those go-to books of the Bible for me. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm going through something, I definitely go to that book just to yeah. read through it, just a reminder of how I should be living my life for Him daily. Mm-hmm. What my actions should look like, and just what decisions that I need to that I need to make, what that looks like to do that through following through the lens of, of following God. So mm-hmm. that's definitely one of my favorite books of the Bible. Actually, is Colossians. So we talk about the rhythm of Bible today, uh, and doing that. What is one of the ways that we can be more connected through the Word through through the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the most important considerations that we need to look at is that people today really don't feel very confident okay. in their faith. And being able to interact with the Word of God with some support is really helpful for all of us. And if the Word of God is not something that I feel really familiar with, then I want to use some sort of a supportive app or material that's going to help me build up some of that confidence. And so when we're talking about a rhythm of interacting with the Word of God on a daily basis, then what we're really talking about for most people is finding an app or finding some resources or finding a Bible reading plan that's going to be really helpful for them, that they can be um, taught and led through an experience with the Word of God that is meaningful for them. So in the Rhythm of Bible, one of the things I want you to talk about today is just the importance of daily Bible reading. Why mm-hmm. is it important to be in the Word daily? Mm-hmm. Um, human beings have a very effective forgetter. We have a hard time sometimes remembering all the things that we need to remember 
and we get easily distracted. And the Word of God is an anchor to our souls because it puts us into a direct relationship with Jesus, who is our actual anchor. The goal is not to have a Bible study to have a Bible study sake. The goal is to have a Bible study as a means by which we can relate to Jesus personally. So not only are we going to learn information about him that is true and dynamic and can change our lives, but the goal is to take that information, which we'll talk about later, and through prayer, conversation with God, have him really transform our lives. And what we're going to be talking about today is using the Word of God as this foundational piece, this truth that transcends all cultures and all times about who God is, and allow for that to be the bedrock of our lives. And then we build our faith, we build our lives off of the truth that transcends all of our experiences. And daily Bible reading allows for me to go back and to remind myself of what those truths are like, and to remind me that in a world that is so ever-changing and right now full of all kinds of anxiety, that God is a loving God who cares about me. He's a God who moves forward in my life. He's a God who walks with me through the great difficulties of my life, and he still provides direction and guidance, which produces comfort for me. He still has a people out there who I can be connected with. And he still answers prayers, even though sometimes I feel like he answers them kind of slowly for what I want, I can still see him caring for me while I'm waiting for that answer to be uh, fully realized in my life. So what's some ways that we can start to learn how to read the Bible daily, or or what is a good rhythm that you like even that mm-hmm. works well for you for, for doing that? Yeah, let's, let's talk about just kind of getting started, okay. first of all, with maybe somebody who doesn't have this rhythm at all. Um, and what I would suggest is that uh, we just encourage you to go and check out some of our apps and some of our supportive resources that we actually have right now. Um, We have Right Now Media uh, through the church, and there is a great Bible study on there called Read Scripture. And Read Scripture allows for a person to select a portion of the Bible, a book of the Bible, and have an overview of what that book is all about. There also is an app that you can get at the App Store with that, so you can have it right on your phone. And if you're going to read Mark, for example, or Colossians, I would suggest that you Uh, get on the Read Scripture app and you select Mark or you select Colossians and you get an overview of what that written material is going to be showing you about who Christ is and about who we are in Jesus. And it's extremely helpful to get a context about what what did Mark want us to understand? What did Paul want us to understand? What is the big point that God wants for us to to understand within that material? Okay, so let's just back it up uh, just quickly here, and let's just point out a couple of the resources that mm-hmm. you talked about. Uh, one of them is Right Now Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, right Now Media is basically a version of Netflix for, for Bible studies. Yes, and uh, Christ Church has paid the subscription for that. So all the people that are connected with Christ Church, whether you visit every now and then or your neighbor is mm-hmm. is part of Christ Church or Nogo's family, whatever that that is, though, that you can get that for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to cco.church backslash right now media, and that walks you through how to do that. Because the important part of that is having a username and a, pass, a password. So yeah. it's like if you have any other streaming service, you got to have those things to have that happen. So, And you can download Right Now Media uh, on a tablet, on your computer, on a phone, smart TV, Roku, um, 
Fire Stick, all of those different things are different ways that you can get right now media. So that, that's a great one there. Mm-hmm. And when you log in that, you'll see the Christchurch for a no-go page. Yep. And uh, there will be a path, there's a Pathways channel on there, and you can begin to see some of these things. Again, the other one is Read Scripture, which we will have that, uh, on, or that is available on our uh, Pathways page, on our Right Now Media page of Christchurch Orinogo. Also, Read Scripture is also its own app that you can download mm-hmm. and get those as well. And they do a great job of giving an overview of that. Um, also, if you download that through Right Now Media and you watch it there, they also make a printable poster that you can print mm-hmm. off of each book of the Bible and the key points of that. Uh, also, anything else in there that, that I missed that we need to point out right there for its resources go. Mm-hmm. There's another app that our church uses, and it's the Version Bible app. Okay. And the Version Bible app is free, of course, and um, there are lots of Bible reading plans that are on there. There's Bible reading plans about helping you through tough times and dealing with anxiety or finding out more about Jesus or the church. And those Bible reading apps allow for you to read scripture that actually begins to explain to us how we can put the truth into our lives in a really good way. And our church uses that. And a lot of people have found that app to be extremely helpful for them. Okay. So right now, media. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, version Bible app, mm-hmm. and they can get that one at any where they uh, get the download any of the app mm-hmm. that they have through yes. Google or through the uh, Apple Store. Um, another one is cco.church backslash pathways yes. is is something that Christ Church has put together uh, of different things, and some of these resources are actually found on that page. But what is one of the things about the cco.church backslash pathways page that they'd want to go to that one for? Mm-hmm. There are two really great sections that are on that page that apply to what we're talking about. The first is this Bible reading section that Pastor Mark put together. So if people want to dig in a little bit deeper, so let's just say that you have a familiarity with the Bible and you want to look at some of the culture and some of the background or uh, find some online commentaries, Pastor Mark has put all of that together for us in this Bible reading material, these resources that are online and they're free for us to use. And you can click on various links in order to find out what some of that material is. And the second is that we have also put together some material for parents so that they could find resources for their children, so that they could find Bibles and other resources right there. Not only are those available also on Right Now Media, but they're available on our uh, cco.church backslash pathways page. So parents can go right there and begin looking at Bibles and other resources that we would recommend that while they're at home and they're um, interacting with their children and having some spiritual conversations, that they would be able to find some great resources on that page. Because it is important to get your kids mm-hmm. in the habit or the rhythm yes. of being in their Bibles daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's in, fact, in fact, one of the things that I found as a parent, we've raised three of our children, is that when I learned something in the Bible that I thought was pretty amazing or I thought was really interesting, I, I would tuck my children in bed every night. And that was when I could have uh, a limited spiritual conversation with my kids. And I would pray for them and we would talk about something at the end of the day. And that was a time when I could say, hey, this is something about God that I'm learning, or this is something about the church that's really important to me, or this is something about you that I think is really, really important, or here's a way that God um, helps to take care of our needs. Because we're like 
a Bible to our children, especially those that aren't reading, they're going to just believe what we tell them. So if I'm reading and I'm looking at Bible apps and I'm finding out some information, I can orally pass that on to my children by uh, talking to them about what I find interesting or what's valuable to me. And when our children are reading, we can actually read those materials together and then we can just talk about why why that makes us feel special and why would God tell us that he loves us so much well because he made us and he wants the best for us and he is with us in these times because children have anxieties and they have questions also and these resources will help moms and dads uh, and other care providers be able to help children to navigate these times as well. So as we talk about uh, daily Bible reading, um, I did not get serious with reading my Bible till really I was in college. Mm. Um, that was one of the kind of moments that really, when I got to college at Louisiana Tech, I realized that um, my faith had to be my own faith, that I had to, I was on my own, uh, grew up in a town mm-hmm. of around 2,000 people, and the university was over 10,000, and um my daily Bible reading became a big priority in my life, and um, I also uh, recognized that I was not—I was better at reading, probably really during the day. But that wasn't going to work with having a job on campus and things like that. So I would get up in the mornings and go to the library and different things like that to read to be a wide awake. So when we talk about daily Bible reading, if someone—and even though you've hit on this uh, moment ago—let's just go back to that again. If you are new in your walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're suggesting what? Read the book of Mark of Mark or Colossians or, or Colossians. Okay, so let's take that another step. If you're someone that's been a Christian for mm-hmm. uh, a while now, you feel like that you are really growing in your faith. Uh, what is a good thing for them to be thinking about doing? Uh, is mm-hmm. when it comes to be reading their Bible daily. Mm-hmm. I think right now, with a lot of the apprehension and anxiety in the world around us, uh, Psalms is a great section of scripture to read. Um, the song, Psalms are about lament and celebration. It's about hardship and God in the midst of that hardship. Um, and so many of the Psalms talk about the stresses and strains of life. And then there is a statement or multiple statements within the Psalms about how God is gracious and he's going to help care for us. And for people that are familiar with the Bible, Um, I would suggest that they go back to passages of Scripture that are really meaningful for them, like Psalm 23, um, Psalm 103, um, or passages of the Scripture that um, they have read before that they're like, is this really true? Like Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7, where Paul tells us not to be anxious for anything, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in all circumstances that we are to pray to God and that the peace of God will transcend all of our understanding. And so we, I would encourage for people to go back and maybe make a list of some of those elements in their lives that are important to them or concepts that they've thought about but they might have lost track of where they are and that they build um, for themselves kind of this database of some scriptures that are really, really meaningful for them. And if they're looking for a book to read through, I would I would suggest Philippians as that book because okay. that book is about joy. It's another shorter uh, book that people can read through that epistle, and we're actually we have classes a class on that. But I would suggest that um, looking at the way in which we're connected with each other 
and that Paul, who was in prison, writes so much about joy in Philippians, that that is a message that would really resonate with our people today. So reading Christian books, Mm -hmm. can we use that in our quiet time and not our Bibles? No. Okay. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. And why is that important to be remembered Mm -hmm. in our quiet time? Even though we're reading a Christian book or being inspired by that, but Mm -hmm. it does not replace Scripture. Why is that important? Um, The author is the one who's communicating with you. And the author is putting together concepts and ideas that are important to him or her. And that author is leading us in certain ways. God wants to do that also. And so we want to be able to take a look at the Word of God. And um, actually, I would suggest that each person pray and say, Lord, I want you to be my teacher. I want you to help me to figure out what I can understand easily. I want you to help me figure out what I need to know more about. And I want you to help me to figure out what I need to take from this passage of Scripture that's meaningful to me. And sometimes, to be honest with you, Scott, I would just read Scripture until something caught my attention. Okay. And I would just, for example, if I'm going to do Philippians, I'll just read through Philippians. And it's not a very long letter. And so I might read through all the way to chapter 2 before something really leaps at the page. And there's something inside of me that gravitates to that truth. And that's where I'll stop. And that's what I'll pray about. And that's what I'll look at. And then the next day, I'll read through it again. And I may stop there again because you don't have to keep finding new things to study. Because one of the aspects we're going to talk about is meditating on the Word of God. And that's taking a part of God's Word and chewing on it. And sometimes there's just going to be something that we're going to chew on over and over and over and over again for several days or maybe even for a week's time before there's something else that will catch our attention. I'm not a very, uh, I would say I'm, I do better listening and watching is better for me for learning. So mm-hmm. one of the things I've learned about myself is is that when I read Scripture each day in my quiet time, I open up the Bible app and I listen and follow along mm-hmm. with the Scripture and read along with it to hear it audible while I'm reading it at the same time. That is just a great way for me mm-hmm. to connect. That's, that is um, definitely something that I learned early on. I could read for 10 minutes and walk away and I couldn't tell you one thing yeah. I'd read. So yeah. I had to like, I learned that about myself and go, okay, this isn't not really helping if I can't remember any mm-hmm. of this, not mm-hmm. really learning anything from this. Mm-hmm. So probably about four or five years ago, just started listening to the Bible audibly while, while reading along with yes. it and just be able to begin to help me out. Cause that's mm-hmm. important for all of us is to define that rhythm that works best. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people it's reading their Bible mm-hmm. You know, late in the evening for some people, it's maybe early in the morning or middle of the day. But it's important for us to find the time to read the Bible when we're also at our best Mm -hmm. to be able to sink in with that. So, if someone has uh, been that they would say they are a seasoned Christian, Mm -hmm. what's the challenge for them? That of Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I think for for people who have been around the church for a long time who have walked with the Lord for a long time, um, there still is more to learn and grow and experience because life continues to move forward. And in each forward motion of life, there are new challenges. There are new ways that the Word of God comes alive for us. But the problem can happen in that somebody who's been a Christian for a long time just stops reading and stops growing because we can just think, well, you know, I've learned enough. This is a relationship it's not about learning. This is not about 
passing a test or knowing a certain amount of information. This is about inviting God into our lives every day to interact with us with what we are experiencing today and for him growing us and developing us in, in even mystical ways so that we can be more prepared to deal with whatever is going to come up in the future that we don't even know about. And God can help us by changing us and strengthening us and empowering us even for what lies ahead in another month, two, or a year from now. And I think what happens is we sell God short because we just get so used to going to church or a Bible study, and we've heard this passage before, and we have stopped asking God, please keep changing me. Please keep showing me how this truth impacts my life today. And God will still teach you and give us give you greater insight. So I, I like studying Romans. If I've been around the church for a really, really long time, Romans is an epistle that I put on the Bible app and I listen to it. And I'll just listen to it from beginning to end, or I'll listen to it for as long as I possibly can, because it's incredibly meaty. And when I listen to it, there are certain parts of it that really pique my attention. And then there are other parts that I am so familiar with, I can almost say it as the, the person is reading it. But it's those parts that really catch my attention, that speak to where I am today because we're having a conversation with God and I'm just saying speak to me because I want to hear speak to me because I want to be directed speak to me about what I need to attend to and the Holy Spirit who lives within us takes the word of God and somehow draws our attention to those parts that we really need to pay attention to and I just love to do that with Romans I'll also do that with um, various passages of scripture that I already know. Like I'll listen to Psalm 103 two or three times um, and I'll just keep um, replaying it and then I'll be done with it. And I'll ask myself, well, what is it in Psalm 103, a psalm that I had memorized earlier that is so meaningful to me in these times? And the one thing that I love is Psalm 103 verse 10 where um, the writer says, God does not treat us um, the way that our sins deserve. Mm. That always gets my attention. There are other things in there, but that one is like, oh my, that really impacts me because I shouldn't treat people the way that I feel like they're treating me. I should treat them better. I shouldn't parent my kids and be really angry with them because they're kids. I should treat them better. When I'm interacting with my wife, Anna, and we get a little bit crossways, I should treat her better because I am being treated better. Mm. That, that one verse changed my life that statement about how God treats me because he wants for me to treat people the way that he does. Okay, so you you were talking about how you were going through Romans mm -hmm. and you listened to it and you got to the point there to where you you can almost quote all of that right there mm -hmm. and you just quoted a scripture, um, memorizing scripture. Yes. Why, why is that so important for all mm -hmm. us to be able to do that and have that? Mm -hmm. uh, memorizing is really amazing um, spiritual experience over time. We can all memorize all kinds of information and facts, and I think a lot of people have convinced themselves that they cannot memorize the Word of God. But there are three different ways that you can memorize the Word of God. The first one is that you can memorize a concept. That is, I know in John 3.16 that that is a verse that says that God loves the world. And that's all that I know about John 3.16. I haven't memorized the whole thing. I really couldn't talk too much about it, but I know that I have a concept. 
The second way to memorize is to put it into my own words. So John 3.16 would just simply be, God loves us and he sent Jesus so that we could go to heaven to be with him. John 3.16. So you've memorized the concept in your own words. And then John 3.16 is probably the one verse that most people who have been around the church at all can actually memorize. Um, just literally verbatim, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then we actually learn the actual words themselves. And I think sometimes we set the bar way, way too high, that there are passages of scripture that are super meaningful and all I need to do is know where to go and get them so that I can go over them again. And the familiarity of repeating them over and over again is the way that we memorize. The best way to memorize is to repeat it and then to use it so that I begin to put it into conversation or I begin to quote it in my own mind or when I can't sleep at night, I try to remember those verses or um, I might write them out a little bit or if I write a note to somebody, I'll include that and say, hey, I've been praying out this truth for you. Mm. And as I use that, I actually become a lot more familiar with it. So I can actually accidentally memorize it if I feel like I just can't sit down and memorize it. The other way to memorize it is to just listen to it over and over again, just like a movie. We memorize movie lines by listening to them over and over again. And, and our mind is designed to take in information and to hold on to that which is repeated to us. And so we're actually designed for memorization. We just cut ourselves short. Why is it important? Whatever we memorize, whatever we set our mind on, we become. That's why it's so important. So you, you pointed out something there that is, ought to be convicting for us, is, is that if we have the ability to quote long lines from movies, absolutely, we should be able to, to quote Scripture. Yeah, and even if we don't get it exactly right, yeah. who cares? Yeah. You've, you've got it. Yeah. John 3.16, when I went to church camp, you always memorized that one first, and it was a quick five points for your yes, team because you, you had memory competition every day. Yep. And then it get a little bit more difficult after that. But I always nailed that one. <laughs> I always got the first five points of the thing. So uh, as, we, as we look, so you said uh, when it comes to, to memorizing, it was a concept. Mm-hmm. You put it into your own words. Yes. And then what was the, the third The literal. One? Okay, to actually literally learn it okay. the way that it's written yeah. within the version that you're studying. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, as as we kind of move a little bit past that, when we mm-hmm. talk about memorizing Scripture, uh, the next part here I just want you to talk a little bit about is uh, reflection or meditation on the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First of all, what is it? Yeah. And then why is it important? Yeah, the word meditation is a word that um, confuses a lot of people. And biblical meditation is not the same thing as Eastern meditation, where Eastern meditation uh, is, is when you empty your mind and you might just repeat a sound and you try to relax. Well, biblical meditation uh, is based off of the concept of muttering. In fact, the Hebrew word for meditate is the word mutter. And that means to repeat under your breath the concept over and over again in a way that's meaningful to you. And when you repeat something over and over again, it moves into your life and becomes more easily usable, understandable and usable. And as a result, if I could say it this way, it becomes a part of your DNA. This is a part of the transformation process. As we memorize, just like if I want to learn the skill of dribbling, 
I have to dribble over and over and over and over and over. And then I have to dribble while I run. And then I have to dribble while I do layups. And I have to build these skills over and over again until my body can do it in its sleep. And I'm dreaming all of those drills. And I'm the most amazing basketball player ever in my own mind. And my body begins to follow what I have trained it to do. We're just designed that way. So we are designed for spirituality, but sin has hijacked it. And so we just think, oh, I shouldn't do that because I can't. No, 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 no. This, this whole idea then of meditation is I'm going to bring in the Word of God and I'm going to think about it periodically. I'm going to think about it during the day. I'm going to make a notation of it somewhere and I'm going to reread it. I'm going to talk to my friends to say, I'm, I'm thinking about this concept all week long and I just want you to ask me how that's going. That's a great way to be accountable with our Christian friends. But the goal is that I'm going to sit on a concept, a truth. I'm going to sit on a memory verse and I'm just going to go over it and over it and over it and over it in my mind. And what happens is, just like John 3.16, it just becomes a part of us that we can reach for and use. But the really cool thing about it is, so can the Holy Spirit. So some of us that might be listening to this podcast, some of those out there listening might go, I have a past Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I wish I could forget or could forget of the things I've done or memories that are in my head I wish I couldn't see again. When, when you start memorizing Scripture, does it kind of begin to take away some of those things where the Scripture comes to mind more than those other things that are out there? Or, mm-hmm. or how, how is that, does that work that way? Or how does, how does God help us yeah. in healing? Yeah, that's a great and super complicated question. Uh, so that's kind of how I am. Uh-huh. Great and super complicated. Yeah, yeah. I have one good idea a year, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> oh, great. Well, let me just say this about your question. Um, when, when I have a memory that is disturbing to me, that I have been forgiven for, I ask God to block that memory, to actually create a barrier because not only will I feel guilty and kick myself, but there is something about evil in the world. And I, I believe in, in a being named Satan who somehow influences us and accuses us and somehow can cause us to be reminded of some of those earlier experiences that we're not proud of at all, nor do we ever want anyone to know about today. And those have to be blocked so that um, there can be a way made around them, not through them, but around them. They're, they're sort of insulated. We don't ever forget them, but we eventually want to remember them as a part of our redemptive history without having to beat ourselves up over that. Okay. That's what the goal is. And so we need for the Holy Spirit to build some barriers around that. And when those barriers are not built through prayer, we have to talk about it. We have to go to somebody to say, hey, I'm just really struggling with this memory. Because sometimes healing is done in a relationship with another person, not just done in isolation. And as a result of that, you need to have a trusted person or maybe a counselor who you can just talk to about that who understands that this is not a conversation about guilt or shame, although 
the, the person may feel that. This is a conversation about redemption. This is a conversation about moving forward. This is a conversation about transformation. And a person needs to be linked with another person to keep that going. That's beyond the scope of what we're actually talking about. But the hope is, and, and the promise of Scripture is, transformation is a part of our story. And if anybody who's listening to this is stuck back in this cycle of just thinking about something over and over and over and can't get out, their mind is in a loop. And the best way to get out of that loop is to pray that the Holy Spirit will solve that loop and stop it, and then to be ready to go to somebody and say, I'm, I'm looping, I'm, I'm moving in this, this back-and-forth nature where I just can't get this out of my mind, and I really need some help to live with the forgiveness that I have actually been given. And then the Word of God comes in, and, and there are certain scriptures that people can take a look at, like... Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, that talks about how we are a new creation in Christ and how the old is gone and the new has come. And the question is, how do I live that way? Well, one of the ways that we live that way is by continuing to move forward in our lives. And the number one way to do that is to have a model of healthiness, a model of what does my life look like without having that in it. I, I did that before, but now I'm not doing it anymore. And as a result, what does my life look like without it? And as I move more closely to living my life free from whatever that behavior was, free from whatever that experience was, then I will begin to believe that I actually am different. And so I need to see in the real world around me that I am making progress. Because if not, I could just go right back to the same old behaviors. Because whatever I think about that's what I'm going to be tempted to do. So if all I'm doing is thinking about how bad I was, then eventually I might actually act that way. But if I'm thinking through who Christ is making me, and if I'm talking to somebody about making sure that I continue to receive that forgiveness, and I'm getting encouragement, and I'm actually being confronted about how are you setting your mind, and how are you moving forward, and how is the Word of God a part of that, then I actually will be able to make better progress faster. So the big part of our walk with Christ and the biggest part of our healing from our past and moving on, Scripture has got to be... Oh, it is a bedrock. You know, a, a foundation of, yeah. of that, and that's why it's important um, to have Bible in your life daily. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let me just say this before we go on. Um, I will trust myself if I do not trust somebody greater okay. than me. And so I'll just think, oh, you know, I still got these thoughts. I still must be this way. And the Bible says, you were that way, but you are no longer that way. And I need to have that over and over and over and over again if I'm trying to overcome That's something. That's so good. And I have to trust God that he's changed me and he's saved me from my sins and he's making me into a new person. I don't have to be that way. I can choose to resurrect those behaviors but I'm not determined or destined to. I can reach out into my new future, but I must trust him. And the word of God meets me in my suffering with that and says, do not despair. You are being moved forward. And you may need some help to move forward, but you are being moved forward. Um, as we as we wrap up mm-hmm. uh, this, this podcast, uh, looking at uh, just part of, uh, of the journey of, of having the Bible in our life daily, um, just feel the need for this. Can you actually pray us out sure. and just pray for those that are going, I, I do need to have Bible in mm-hmm. my life daily and just mm-hmm. to have the courage of that and, and the, the trust to, 
to believe in the scripture of, of who God is. And just pray for those that are struggling, mm-hmm. as we talk about in this last part here, those that are dealing with maybe trying to get through some tough things, especially mm-hmm. right now while we're all kind of cooped up. It oh, is, yes. It is March 19th mm-hmm. as we are recording this, uh, and we um, are definitely have, have been isolated quite a bit from... We're, we're beginning the long haul, yep. however long it's going to be. Yep. So could you just pray us out? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lord, we thank you so much that your word is living and active. We thank you that you love us more than we even realize. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is more powerful than what we can actually see and that you are going to walk with us and be with us. Lord, Pastor Mark has told us over and over and over again that we need to walk in humility and forgiveness. And so we approach you that way right now, that we are men and women We are students and children. We are people who need you in so many ways and that we have a frailness and an uncertainty about our lives. And we acknowledge that to you, that you are our God who cares and loves for us. And we have barriers between us and you. And one of those barriers could certainly be um, an unwillingness, an uncomfortability, uh, a fear, a, a lack of desire to have daily interaction with you through your word. And so Pastor Mark also said that we should be a people who walk in forgiveness. And so we ask, Lord, that you would forgive us and that we would forgive ourselves and that we would have the courage to be able to step beyond the barrier and begin moving forward. That little bit by little bit, whether it's through an app, whether it's through listening to the word, whether it's through um, taking a look at the different pathways experiences that we have at the church or talking to somebody um, or even just opening up our Bible and reading it, that you would help for us to be refreshed by your word and you would meet us within your word and show us who you are so that we would have hope and we would have strength and we would have forward motion and we would be able to meet you and do that with delight and joy and expectation in our heart. Lord, for people who are listening to this, who might be dragging their past with them, we pray that you would free them from that, that you would put hope in their hearts, that you would allow for your scripture to really resonate, that we want freedom to break out in the lives of your people, and and even people who have not yet named the name of Jesus, that they will come and you will cause freedom to break out in their lives, and that you will show them what their path is, what is the path of healing that they need to take, and what is the place of your word on that path. For this is the primary way that you want to have a conversation with them, to build their lives, to be like Jesus, to build protection and strength and ability and grace and a future in their lives. Lord, do not let this time go by without doing something amazing in the lives of those who turn to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.